Welcome to the Conscious Caravan podcast. I'm Jonathan. And my name is Torbjörn. And this is the podcast for all you people out there wanting to live more conscious lives. Tell me when we're live. We're, we're live. <laughs> we're live. We're back. We're live when you said that. Hi, Torbjörn. We're here. We're doing it. Okay, Jonathan. I am so excited <clears throat> to hear about when you went to a freaking monastery here in uh, in the Christmas or just after Christmas, I suppose. I love that we're like being kind of off recording for like a month or so, and then we just like come back with like my trip from from the monastery. <laughs> it's like yeah, well, we're uh, bringing the the good stuff now. Yeah, like at least the juicy stuff. Um, yeah, December was pretty wild. Like I, I think I was, I was very, uh, I, was, I was very sick most of, most of uh, most of December. So yeah, maybe this is just, a, a maybe pre- right there. You've really been, you've really been sick now for a while. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so December was like a. I think it was just. Yeah, it was wild. Like I think there was a lot of sickness around Denmark, but I, I I can't remember in my life like being sick for that long. Like I'll, like it, and it would I'd come better, and then I'll just be like yeah. another week of getting smashed with um some other kind of virus or something. Yeah, it's not really supposed to work like that, is it? You always get like one virus, and then it's kind of gone, and then you're fine for a while. Yeah, and you were you were saying something actually to him, and you were like. Yeah, you thought that was kind of like somehow preparing me for this trip, this pilgrimage. Yeah, and uh, you were you were saying like you were going to the monastery on the twenty sixth, right? Yeah, and you and then you've been sick for a while, and you kept getting sick, and I and I've experienced before that illness became a deepening of my my uh, spiritual practice. I actually had experienced that I think a month before Early. you, yeah, before that happened to yeah. you. And so I was like, you're probably getting like cleansed for your trip. <laughs> well, maybe that's, uh, it's interesting because like on the trip, I was also sick. <laughs> so, yeah. so it was like, maybe that was like helping with the, uh, <laughs> the spiritual experience. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I went to, um, I went to Greece. I decided to take this trip for myself. Um, and uh yeah and so the place is called mount athos it's a they call they call it the holy the holy mountain and Mm. um basically it's this kind of very remote place in greece super hard to get to you've got to get like a permit to get in it's like oh damn yeah yeah, it's, it's 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 a pretty wild place. Like it's they say it's like people have been living this like same way for like the last thousand years, kind of thing. Although I would say they do have electricity, you know. Yeah, so, okay. so um, and you can still use your phone and stuff. But um, yeah, it was it was uh, it was a it was an extraordinary experience. I I would love to 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 share um, share what happened, what, what went down, and uh, just the whole yeah this whole kind of pilgrimage walk um and for folks like listening in who don't know what a pilgrimage is basically it's like a it's a walk um but you know in a quite a spiritual way and usually you stop at different churches and monasteries along the way so i think a famous walk is like the uh, pilgrimage is like the camino uh de compostela which you also walked in spain yeah that's how i i met my wife <laughs> yeah um and this this one in in greece is is kind of like a little bit more wild and like in the mountain kind of thing um mm. also along along the coastline and um yeah there was there was like 20 different monasteries um and you can basically stay at any of them as long as you let them know and it's like a bunch of monks living <laughs> living in these monasteries kind of like dedicating their lives to to um yeah to to god and like a lot of prayer and things like that and yeah but where do, where do we start where do we start to and i think we start with like maybe getting there getting to the, the trip itself and 
what do you what do you can i just say that it's it's uh it's super interesting that it's so far away and it reminds me of in the in asia where these sun masters would go off in a place where it was almost impossible to get to so that only the most dedicated actually made it there uh because those who weren't dedicated they would already be filtered out because they just wouldn't take the trip yeah so well that's that's pretty much this place right like even to get a permit they only allow 10 non greek orthodox people in each each day so you know Damn. on the mountain at any one time there's only like a handful of uh yeah people maybe people they like protect them. the energy <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah yeah and and uh, i think they they also just don't have the capacity to have more more people stay um because also the host like the hospitality in these monasteries is like you don't pay for anything they oh. just they host they host you and feed you and 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 give you and give you an opening to come to the the uh the the church and and pray with them and basically they share like their spirituality and experience of of that um all like kind of with an open heart like they don't ask for anything in return which is really interesting i think okay so starting from the beginning i think everyone is curious about why did you choose to go on the trip <laughs> why did i choose <laughs> why did you want to go to the trip in the first place that's a good question um I think it came about from diff different reasons. Um, there was, I think, the, the main, the main kind of reason or the main thing was was just like this strong feeling to kind of ex experience, um, yeah, maybe like a spiritual deepening in a way where, and of course, I can experience that here. <laughs> um, and I'm not sure, like, for you listening in, but sometimes for me, it helps just to get out of my normal day-to-day -day and yeah. into something that's that's just like completely foreign and where nobody nobody knows me nobody knows no has no context um where i'm not with my wife or kids or anything and i can just kind of be 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 there in in whatever that is and and so that's for me it was like going going on this trip was um something i wanted to do for myself um and do do for like the spiritual part of myself, you could call that. Um, and I just, I think I just needed that at that, that time. And, and I, to be honest, I could just stay on like a constant pilgrimage for, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just live in these monasteries walking around and uh, yeah. But anyway, it's, it's important to also come home. So yeah, so that's, that's one kind of part of it. And then another part is um, yeah, I've, I've got a, another baby on the way in uh yeah. at the end of this month and and it was it was a way of kind of preparing uh for that next stage of life um, that's a beautiful thing i think to like take the retreat and deepen yourself and get ready for new new phase or stage of life yeah and i, th yeah. I think like in some way um people might and and i in my in my mind also said this at certain times like it's selfish to do that to like mm. le to leave um my wife and kids and uh, and do and, and just and, and at that time of the year as well um and at that at the other end of that i was like you know what like this is this is something important to me and and i know i'm pretty well i know myself enough to that to be aware that going on this trip for me that that would give me a lot of energy and in danish old school um for this next kind of thing coming back yeah uh so i just just did it <laughs> yeah. yeah i think it's interesting that we call that selfish but i think our ability to be anything for other people depends on us taking care of ourselves in this way doing things for ourselves yeah and i know your wife goes on retreats as well with like yoga and stuff so it's like you let each other you give each other space, space. to do things yeah, and I think it's I think in Denmark it's, a, it's such a funny idea of selfishness because I think that's not really selfishness. That's just like you talked about before we start like filling your own cup. I think that's so important for everyone in your life. Like it's you do it as much for them 
as you do it for yourself because you can't you can't be anything for them if you're just running on fumes and you're yeah. empty yeah exactly so it's like kind of like self-fullness maybe <laughs> i don't know yeah um but either way like it, it filled my like spirit a lot like um as a teaser like i i think like at the last day i um was completely shattered physically and like mm. just com- super tired from getting up to do prayers at like one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and uh and i just i'd been walking for like days and they don't eat, eat much and stuff and you can't like just get food there it's like well you can but like anyway so i was completely shattered and i was just like gone and at the same time like my my spirit was like full of energy like my 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 like spirit was like so recharged and so like close to to god that i was just i was just like i could you know there was there was so much energy there um and that was really that was really um yeah something so yeah but we'll start from the start so yeah tell us this tell us the start of the journey yeah so the first thing is like getting a getting a permit so you got to like kind of apply for this this permit and then they they granted this yeah so i could i could go in um and just as like a <laughs> there's an interesting rule they have to it and uh and that is like uh for the last thousand years there hasn't been a one female uh on on this part of uh uh in greece in manathos it's a very like yikes yeah, it's pretty pretty extreme in today's society to say, okay, you can't actually come here as a female, but they've got their own like law and stuff. Yeah. And um so you so so you literally I literally couldn't have invited my wife even if she wanted to come. <laughs> yeah. Um but they yeah, so and I thought that was a bit interesting in the beginning. And then actually living there for a few days, I was like, okay, I can kind of see how this where this is coming from yeah um in an interesting way <laughs> oh well yeah. that that already sounds very interesting yeah yeah so um yeah so the first thing is getting the permit and then it's like it it was pretty much impossible to find all the stuff online to even get there so in mm. some way it was already like kind of like trying to research like how even what are all the, like the logistics and then eventually I just kind of gave up and I was like, I'm just going to trust when I get there. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. awesome, man. That's cool. That's <laughs> well, the way a pilgrimage should be. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I didn't, didn't know anyone going there as well, by the way. So it's just kind of like also opening up to that faith of just, you know, that I'll meet people and uh, find, find the path, find the way. And I think that was like kind of what kept coming up in that, this whole, the whole trip. And still now it's like, finding the path and and being and being on the path but first kind of like where is the path and finding and finding and finding that and 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 and, and walking walking that path um maybe there is nothing apart from the path yeah yeah exactly <laughs> I, like it. I like it um and that was actually the advice from one of the monks i'll get like I'll, I'll come back to a more deeper conversation with this monk but that was actually the advice from him was to before you start praying or doing any of this kind of stuff or chanting or he's like you know first find out that god is true and ask him to reveal the path ask mm. him to show ask him to show you show you the path oh yeah and I was like, "Whoa, okay, like that's uh, so you're just, just starting there, you know, like, um, and it's just interesting because we often talk about like, I'll see you on the trail, and I'll see you on the path, like the spiritual path." And I was like, constantly reminded of that. I was like, "Wow, like that's whether we, we, we whichever path you're on, it's like, okay, there is there is a path, and it's mm. and it's and it's the way, and it's like the way, um, finding finding that ends." The great way. And that's what I set out myself doing. So, um, yeah, so so I, I arrived in uh, in Greece and it was just like real culture shock, like just straight up culture shock. Uh, it's like, wow, this is not like Denmark at all. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and, and, uh, yeah, so I arrived at a place called the Thessaloniki, which is like, you're, the, you're half Greek, right? Or something. Yeah. 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 That's a, that's a good precursor. I have also like got Greek roots <laughs> just mm. to put that out there. So, um, yeah, my Greek grandparents are also Orthodox, um, and things like that. So it was, it was also just kind of to get to know what, like their religion as well. Or the roots. The roots, yeah. Yeah, so arrived in this city called Thessaloniki and it's just like this city that's like bustling, kind of very Greek Greek culture and you're walking around and it's like, um, there's like ruin, like relics and ruins of like the old Greece just like everywhere and it's kind of like where the where Aristotle kind of um, he was uh, thinking, and, yeah, yeah, exactly where he was thinking, and um, so pretty, pretty significant place. Um, Aristotle is the name of my girlfriend's cat, by the way. Really? Wow, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah, so um, arrived there and I was just like already like, well, okay, <laughs> this is different. Um, and then took a took a oh, finally found out how to how on earth to get to this place after missing a, a bunch of buses and then <laughs> um, finding out that I had to like kind of go the next day. Um, but that, that was all right. So then took a, took a long bus ride and ended up at this port. Um, it's called or- Orinopoly. And, uh, and then from there you can take a ferry to Mount Athos and that's where you get like the permit certificate thing. And, and then you've got to hold that with you every, everywhere you go to show to show you like that, that you're allowed to be on that, that part of the island or that part of Greece. Um, yeah. So it was pretty like blurry eyed and just like, where am I kind of thing. And then sailing across the, the Asianic sea to, um, Mount Athos that in itself was just like kind of mystical, just like really early in the morning, like the sun rising and just like, wow. Okay. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and then um, yeah, yeah, it was it was it was magic, and then like kind of when I started to see like these first kind of monasteries as we're sailing along the coastline, there I was just like, wow, like this place, this is this is something else. Like, um, and these these monasteries have been kind of like built and rebuilt since like nine hundred and fifty AD, so it's like a pretty significant like religious like Christian, Christianity, religious place on the earth. And each monastery has their own like relics from different saints and different um, pastime. And like there's even one monastery that has like the supposedly the, well, I can't say supposedly because they, they say it's the act legitimate, but like they have a part of the the original cross, like mm. part of the wood that they've kind of like preserved. Wow. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty cool, um, and people people go there from like all over the world to kind of see see these relics and stuff like that. But anyway, so like I I um was like yeah sailing sailing in the morning to get there and then arrived at the this port town, um, and then from there I was just like okay I'm gonna start walking, <laughs> just like didn't even know which direction to go in. And then it was like the, that was like the first moment I actually saw or met one of these these uh, monks, and they kind of dressed all in all in black, and then they've got like this kind of top hat kind of thing, kind of looks pretty Egyptian. Mm-hmm. And later later I actually found out that it's maybe because um, the like the the some of the original like fathers of or the Orthodox Christianity were coming from Egypt, like they call them the fathers, but like they are the original fathers and they, they brought, they like left Egypt and went to Greece and basically spread like, yeah, Christianity to, to Greece. Um, so I think there's like a link between that. Mm, exciting. Yeah. So man, am I doing too much like explaining of like, are we going to get into the, no, no it's uh, great. I feel like it's 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 important like paint the picture kind of thing and uh, yeah well I'm, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> good. 
we'll get into some juicy stuff in a, in a sec but um yeah so like and then just like starting this this pilgrimage walk like just like literally just heading in one direction to where i thought was uh the monastery that i was that i'd be staying in um but it was it was really tricky because i didn't really speak much greek so i could just kind of like try and guess and try and kind of communicate with these monks of like where to where to go and stuff um but so i i found found out that that was that was that was okay so and then yeah just literally just started walking into the into the mountains um yeah. and it was just like yeah, it was it was like this kind of feeling of like wow fuck i'm here and i'm just like a world away from from home and here i am just kind of like starting this journey and and uh this did it feel like an adventure when you just went into those mountains on huge adventure it reminded me of like um like my kind of traveling days where just chuck a Mm. backpack on and travel to like different parts of the world but not really knowing much about it i just kind of show up and then open myself to to that experience and and it was just like that that in itself was just pretty magical and uh I, I love doing that. I really love like that, that. That gives so much kind of like, yeah, energy and so much excite, excitement. I guess you could say because um, it is like that that adventure of not knowing and just kind of going going with it. So um, yeah, and it was like coming from Denmark. It was like super cold, and then like arrived there, and it was just like sun was shining. And it was just like whoa, like not only is my spirit feeling up right now, but like. I'm also just like thawing out. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, and and so I just started walking and walking into the mountains, and then after a few hours, I arrived at this craziest like place. It, it's literally I sent you a photo earlier, but it's like literally the most unbelievable like building. Reminded mm. me of like, and this was like the first monastery I'm kind of like visiting. You could say, literally like built into the into the mountain on this rock like you could, yeah. you, could, you, could you would say like it's like a feat of unbelievable architecture um and and actually walking into this building it was just like this kind of grandness and this kind of it was like godly in a way it was like kind of like just standing up tall like this wow like really awe-inspiring um yeah. Yes, it's a mountain. It's a it's a monastery that sits on top of a cliff overlooking the the, the coasts. It's yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, looking. like fucking crazy impressive. <laughs> I was just like looking at this. Whoa! Like what? What is this place? <laughs> um, yeah, and walked walked into the these the, the gates into the to the monastery, and in each monastery, like there's a there's a church in the middle where. Yeah, the monks do their they're praying and everyone congregates like at different different times of the day. And then at other times of the day, people just kind of like chilling around or sleeping and stuff. So, but I, I, I struck, struck up a conversation with two monks there and, and just kind of was yeah, just, just talking with them and stuff. And um, and it's like the hospital, like the first thing they, they, they do is like, do you want to, do you want to sleep here? Do you want to come and kind of, like so, there's like all they're all about hospitality and about like kind of inviting you, even if you're not orthodox, like to kind of come and experience their monastery or stay to stay with them. And um, yeah, is it like a genuine genuine kind of thing, or is it like a does it feel like is it like something they have to do? What what did it feel like? Was it like they're like whether it's a custom or whether it's a hospitality yeah was it like in them or was it just a thing or what did it feel like yeah bit of bit of both like um for some of the monks like they're it's their kind of role you could say or their Mm. job i don't know if it's a well if you call it a job but each the way the way i found out it works is that each monk um is assigned in that monastery is assigned a different kind of task for that year so oh. like so wow. so you for example really deep. what's that then you can really go deep into your task yeah, yeah like you just literally get that one so so for example like 
um, some monks I would speak with are like, then then they were the cook for one year. And like this one monk was like, he thought he was a shit cook. Like he thought he was really bad at cooking. Well, he was, he was okay cooking, but like he wasn't that, it wasn't that interesting. But that was, that was his task. That was his one thing to do for that year. And then another monk might be in charge of like, um, yeah, in, in taking the people who come to the monastery to their room and showing and like explaining how the monastery works and all this stuff. And, and so like there was always one monk that was, that, that was their task. So in, in some way, like felt like that person's like, that was the custom that they had to do kind of thing. Or not that they had to do it, but yeah, it felt like that, that, but overall it was like this, there was this general hospitality and that was pretty genuine that like they, they wanted you to well this is what i felt like that they wanted you to experience um yeah christ or god and be a part of their their prayer and being close close with god through through prayer so that that felt pretty genuine yeah you okay Toby? yeah just sitting back <laughs> okay so then we uh we we kind of get to the um yeah i'm just i'm, I'm going in chronic chronological order and also kind of jumping around a little bit but i'm yeah. I, I think i was keep on keep on track anyway you like it yeah um I honestly just want to share the experience and share the share the share the stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do yeah. do whatever is right for you. Yeah, but basically, I kept kept walking, and um, the plan was to get to this one monastery called Dianasu. Uh and then i I arrived I arrived there pretty pretty late, um, well, late ish. And they've got this rule at the monasteries: if you arrive too late, like if it's a dark, like then they shut the shut the gates. And don't let anyone in. <laughs> so, so the the you you literally got to get there before before it gets dark. Otherwise, uh, you're, on the, you're on the street, <laughs> uh, and there's like literally nowhere to go. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah. So it's pretty pretty important you get to the to the monastery on time. Um, and I think that's like a general thing. Like they're very they're very strict, without like being strict with words. They're like strict mm. with like. Sometimes they're strict with words, but there was it was more or less with like hand gestures and what you can and can't do, and um, yeah, yeah. So I arrived at this this uh, this monastery called Dianasu after like I don't know three or four hour walk or something. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty hungry and <laughs> and stuff. But like the so I literally rocked up and then um, the monks were like kind of already in the church and they kind of like ushered me to get to like just leave all my stuff and come come to the church because it was like i got there and it was like no one it's like deserted and then i was like oh because the prayer started right and so this mm. one monk was just like kind of hurrying me into the into the church and i and so i like okay I, I got i walked into this this cathedral like yeah church in the middle of the monastery and first of all, like what I noticed was like it was super dark, like mm. super super dark. And then they just got this all these candles like lit in the in the in the in the wow. church. And um, in the middle, most of the churches and this one is also had this like a ring of circle with like lots of candles. And then that's underneath like the the main kind of church tower you could you could call it. Um, and that's where like the monks were. Yeah, they would they would pray and um, do their chanting and things like that. So um, yeah, so I, 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 I like I just rocked up and like I I've got not much of an idea about what to do. So I just kind of like just like fuck like his, his monk just kind of ushered me into the into the church and then he's he's kind of like telling me to sit down and I was just kind of trying to observe like what was going on to know what what I know. <laughs> And they 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 have these like funny chairs like with like handles like this this high and then like mm. a lower one and that each chair is like two different heights that you can sit on um and so it's 
I was just already like, how do I even sit on this chair? <laughs> no, you can't even sit on a chair. I didn't like, work out how to sit on a chair. And then, That's how boring the experience is. Yeah, and then like I got, got there and there's like people sitting next to me who are also like kind of on the pilgrimage. Then they were just like getting up and like doing these, the the kind of, they do the, yeah, the, the it's like the. Shadow of the cross, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like the the Father, the Son, and the Holy the Holy Spirit. Uh, and then they were doing that a lot and I was just like, do I do that too? Like, what do I do? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not orthodox, but like, I don't know. Like, um, so I was just sitting there like real confused and uh, and at the same time just like pretty open to to working out what like what, what was going on. And it whilst at the same time, like there's these monks kind of like almost gliding around the church so they're like – walking but you you just see the silhouettes kind of just like Mm. moving around the church and there's maybe like 20 or 30 of them and i'm just like this is super super foreign right now and then in the background there's just like this kind of chanting going on kind of like sounds like tibetan in a way or or like kind of asian but what what does it sound like uh i don't know (laughs) Well, I can say like, uh, but that I can. Well, the one one word that I could understand was like hallelujah. They're like kind of talking really quickly, like chanting mm. really quickly, and then when they do the prayer as well, when they're like reciting the prayers, like going very very quickly. Mm. Um, they got to get there fast. Yeah, yeah, and it's get like God fast. Got to get to God fast. <laughs> I think they just want to get as much in or something. So it's like, yeah, it kind of like sounded like. Oh, they had his ear. They were trying to get it, get it, get it all out. Yeah, yeah, but it was, it was, it was fascinating because it was also like, it was kind of like this. No, yeah, it was kind of like this chanting, almost choir. Like there would be on one side of the church would be one monk chanting, and then on the other side there would be he would stop and like the other one would start and stuff and like. And so there would there would be like this kind of like choir of monks chanting, and then at one time in the along along that, then like they would all get up and kind of like do one one song or one kind of pray together and stuff. Um, yeah, so so here I was just kind of like, what's going on? And then um, and then like this other. Uh, pilgrim pilgrimage people like kind of s- sitting next to me I was just observing like what to do from them and then at one point like they all got up and like they started walking behind the monks and then they would like walk up to like Jesus Christ's kind of like painting or like another saint um, and then do the do this and then they would give like they would like kiss the uh <laughs> the um yeah, the saint or the or, or Jesus, and I was just like, okay, do I do I do that? Like, what am I? I, I didn't I didn't in the beginning because I was just like, okay, that's it's a bit much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it was, it was I was just kind of like thrown into this kind of experience of like, it was, it was very it was very out there, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna open up to to this, not really understanding what's going on, and not really being able to uh, understand the language because I was also speaking Greek, right? Mm. And at the same time, I was like, one thing I can understand or can, can I get, a, I, I, can, I get the feeling of what's going on or yeah. the energy. That's more and important so, anyway, right? Because God is not Greek. Yeah, God, God, is, God, is, God is definitely not Greek. It's, it's beyond, uh, beyond the Greeks. <laughs> and, yeah. and so I was just kind of like, Okay, I'll 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 kind of tap into that, and uh, and when I started doing that, I, I I started to experience that it wasn't that dark in the place. Like the people, and also the monks, they're all dressed in black too. Like mm. they this this revelation came actually a, a few days later, but it, so it's worthy of of noting was that like in the, in the beginning was. It, it felt like dark and it felt like the the like the whole thing was dark like the whole like it, it was like a dark energy kind of thing you could say it was literally dark like in there too but like it was also kind of the yeah it was, it was weird and and after some days after some 
like hours of going to these prayers and things and coming and looking and experiencing it from more of a energetic and feeling feeling wise i started to see I literally like see the light in these monks and see the light in the place even though there was pitch black wow and and that was like i don't know if there was like the light of god or what what was what was going on um but that was definitely like a revelation and a shift in in those that experience um but yeah i w- walked out of this church like what the fuck just happened like, <laughs> and and um and then like immediately after the church church stops then like you you go to like this eating hall and then whilst like you sit down to eat like you're not allowed to talk and then they're doing the reciting the prayers all throughout the time you talk and then they ring oh, a bell damn like they they ring this ring this bell or like kind of tap this they have this like kind of wooden thing that like they drum to signify like that it's time to eat like eating time or time to go to church or whatever um and it's like super loud so it doesn't matter like how deep you sleep you're gonna wake up to this mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah so you're in this eating hall and like and then you're there and, you, and then and they kind of like ring this bell and then you're like okay then you can sit down to to, to eat but no one's talking so you're just kind of like okay um and then I, I'd actually heard earlier on, like, you've got a set, a set amount of time to eat. And once they ring the bell again, you're not allowed to eat anything else. So it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to eat pretty quickly to make sure that, uh, that, I, that I actually can have everything before. Um, and, and it was actually, it was actually true. Like there, there's about 10 minutes or so. They ring it, the, like the elder or the, the, the father of the monastery rings a bell and everyone just stops, stops eating. That's it. You just, like stand up and then like wait to like for the elders to kind of come out of the the eating hall first, and then you and then as a a visitor or as a pilgrim, then you like kind of go last. So it's like a hierarchy kind of uh, vibe going on. Yeah. yeah. All right, Tobin. Any questions? Hit me. <laughs> I can keep keep. I can keep going. What was what was anything that you were not expecting to have going on in a monastery? Because of course it was a weird experience, and there was a lot of things. But you were kind of exper- you were kind of expecting that. What happened, or did you see that you did not expect with the monks or the the monastery? What surprised you in that monastery? Or yeah. In like, yeah. Uh. Well, what was a funny thing that happened that you didn't expect? I didn't. I didn't expect this. I didn't expect um, one of the monks to. I had this. I had this. Like I was so like after the prayer and after the food, then you, you kind of go to your room, and then like most of the time, like the the night finishes there, and it's like five or six o'clock. <laughs> so it's like because that, that's when they sleep. They uh, sleep from that time to about eleven and twelve. And then they start, and then they get up again and start praying. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's like kind of yeah. Anyway, so I had this feeling to go and find out. Well, I think I think it was I wasn't sure when when the prayer would start the next day or what. What I, I wasn't really sure what to do, <laughs> and I, so I had this feeling to kind of just go and yeah into the monastery and or like kind of go and ask somebody. So then mm. I was just walking around trying to find a monk and like everyone's asleep. So there was like no one around, <laughs> but I didn't know that. Like I was just kind of like just rocked up. Like I didn't, I didn't know the rhythm or anything like this. Um, and then this one monk like kind of just approached me actually. I didn't approach him and and he, and he just kind of, he was with like another pil- pilgrim person and he didn't speak any English, um, but he kind of just pointed at me and he was just like kind of, come here kind of thing i was like all right and then this other pilgrim guy is like oh he wants to ask you if you can help him like um with the wood like heating mm. it's like each each monastery has a different way of like heating the place and and uh getting hot water and stuff and that pilgrim that that monastery that is all done by like this massive furnace Ooh, or, know, 
yeah and so he's he was asking me like if he could, if i could help with that i was like yeah i can i can <laughs> help with that oh yeah so we walked into this this room it was like full of like kind of uh embers and not ember, no like it was full of kind of uh you know like the silt you, you get from like when you burn wood mm. it was like over the whole room so it's just like super dusty and stuff um i get in there and then like he wants me to help with these big logs that are like kind of super thick which you can hardly carry like uh it's almost impossible with one person but with two people we can like just kind of lift them and then chuck them into the into the furnace um so he he asked me to do that and so i was like all right and then um and then i was there with him and this other uh pilgrim and um and then the conversation came out, out of that right and i think it came out of more or less because i was like helping with that and then he was asked and then he started asking questions um about mm. like about me and about like what i was doing there and what i do in general and he asked um yeah what i do for for a living and i said i'm, I'm a psychotherapist and then he said oh like you're not too different than me mm. and i was like that and then this other pilgrim was like really confused he was like how how on earth does that make any sense <laughs> um, so he asked the the monk and the monk explained and this is what they do in greece like they they Every word, especially English words, are like mostly derived from the Greek language. Mm. So then, then he go takes like he goes okay psychotherapist and he goes breaks it down. Okay, so this uh, psycho part of that is like to be a uh, like is like your soul or spirit or your mind, and then like the therapist part is like to. A therapia, I think he said it was like in in in, in uh, Greek, and then he's like to to heal or to to help or to kind of um, yeah. So he said like you're like a spirit healer or a spirit mm. helper or something, and then he was like saying that he that that that's kind of like the work that he does, so the work of God, mm. and and to to heal um, spirit like heal souls or heal spirits, the people who come come and visit, right? That's interesting, um, and I found that I was like, okay, that's that's really, uh, that's really, yeah, really, really interesting. And I think more more than more than that in itself, it was like just the energy of this this monk and the and how he was, the way he was kind of like interacting, the way he was, the, the maybe the presence of him, and the truth in like his his presence, you could say. Or the truth yeah, in, in, he had something of the of the essence yeah yeah literally and that and that's what i experienced in that conversation and in every conversation actually with these monks is like they they have some of the source you know some of the the essence or the the the, the truth and if you and if you think about it if you reflect on it and say okay well if i've reflected on it it's like okay well these monks are here like literally dedicating their life to prayer, to being close to God. And if you imagine spending, I don't know how much time they spend, I think they spend most of their day, but more or less actually in prayer, like mm. eight, 10 hours a day, just literally with the intention of being close to God with through through prayer. Like you're going to, whatever whatever way, whatever method you use, you're going to get... you there's going to be something from that, right? There's going to be some yeah. truth that you experience and some, 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 yeah. Like your spirituality is going to be deepened or heightened, yeah. however you want to look at it. Working on one thing is very helpful, I've found, because it reveals more and more subtle layers, not necessarily of the thing, but of yourself. Yeah. So if you have a simple work, and if you have a simple method, then what you really end up watching is yourself. Yeah. And then you go deeper. So it's kind of interesting that I think all spiritual work is, I think the work is pointless, but it's the dedication that makes the difference. Yeah. It's kind of like the, the commitment and or the, mm. de the dedication. And, and, the, and that's what you experience in these monks. They're like, well, it's funny. Like you, you use the word, they're, they're religious, but they are religious, but they're also religious in the fact that they, they, they give their life to, 
to this yeah. purpose and then they show up like just every prayer they're there every like to whatever task they're doing then then that's what they're doing for that year like they they really yeah and it's it's it, it's in some way very basic and very like kind of going back in time that's the feeling when you're there yeah and at the same time it's like it's this simplicity or this kind of like um way of living i guess you could say that that is so basic and yet so rich and yet so close to like this the, the spiritual truth and and that's and that's what that was like opened up more and more the longer i was there uh and um yeah yeah how long do you think any one of them would keep their that state if they were out in the world in the bustling streets of Greece? Well, some of them do do go out, um, and some of these monks also, I think, get sent around the world to be mm. uh, priests at different Orthodox um, churches because these these monks are like, I mean, this like and. Well, at this this one monastery, one of the pilgrims said like, and he's like, I can't really say this, but he said like, you know, we're in a very holy place. Like this is, this is where like saints like live. Like, and he's mm. like, I can't, I can't say that because I'm not, I'm not like allowed to say that. But from his eyes, from going there every year, he was like, you know, this is the pinnacle of like spirit, the religious spiritual um greek orthodox people in the world interesting and uh and that was like okay well that's uh and and that's how it's kind of treated in these monasteries like some of these monks are treated like saints mm. and have like a pretty special pretty significant like presence or aura about about them. You, you talked to me about you said you weren't sure if what if what they call saints if that is if that was also a buddha But what did you, what was your sense? Did you think these guys were enlightened or what, what did, how did you feel when you were around them? How did I feel? Well, it was, it was interesting. Like, I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't meet anyone uh, that, that I would, that I would, that I would see as a saint because <laughs> mm. I think a saint is also like a pretty, pretty big word. And there, there had been saints like living there in Manathos. I'm not sure if they actually, if they say there is right now, but like even 10, 20 years ago, there was a, a saint called Saint Pythias or Pelias, something like this. Um, and he was, he was a saint. He wasn't uh, spiritually, um, Uh, how, how do you how do you say that? Realized or like was he canonized? He was he what? Was he canonized? Was he raised as a saint by the the Pope or whatever? I th I think so. Like they they called him a saint. So yeah, and and he was such a and 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 that's the interesting thing about this place in Mount Athos, right? There's there's two ways of living there. You can live in a monastery with a bunch of monks, um, or you can live like pretty much alone. In a in, in in like isolated in a mountain or in a village, and this one saint who lived in the last 10, 20 years, he he lived alone in what they call a cell, which mm. is pretty much just like a hut in the mountain, and people would like kind of take a pilgr pilgrimage and go and see him, like go and visit him, um, and yeah, to be to be blessed and things like this. Um, and one monk I spoke with said that. You know, he he went and saw him, and and he touched his he touched his arm, and from that from that moment he could uh, he could see everything in this person's past, this life and past lives, mm. and he could see his future. Wow! And he said, like he could do that with anyone, and so and he, he from this. Uh, monk's words he said like like he was he was in he was at, at a spiritually uh elevated place where you where he was like in 
so in touch with like God or in basically in the in the in the heaven heavenly kind of um, realm, you could say, uh, which I thought was interesting because it's different words for the. Is it the same? It, and that's what my curiosity is: are different words for the same thing? Like in in in, in, uh, in Buddhism, uh, uh, Tathagatha. Uh, an enlightened one can see is said to be able to see the past, future, and present like the back of his hand. Yeah, so that's definitely the the same thing. But also, they don't really tell people about that stuff because that's not really a good thing to be talking to people about. No, and that and that's what this one monk said. Ah, now I'm jumping the gun, but I'll come to this. I think that was the most fascinating. Qu- conversation and i sat down with this monk on the last day for like a few hours and talked about mm. spirituality and stuff and buddhism we got and, 10 uh, minutes left to this, so 10 minutes left anything, yeah so you got to get to the juiciest point shit really 10 minutes we're 50 minutes in baby man this is going okay well we can do another episode about it but but if no, there's no, no, anything we, juicy I, you want to i think we can I think well, we can we can jump to this. Um, yeah, so I was on the last day um, at this monastery, and I was like, I think at that point I, I had had been I spent like every morning from like one one or three o'clock in the morning for hours praying and stuff, and I was just like, I had all these questions. I was like, I I didn't really kind of get all the pray praying, and I didn't really kind of. I had more questions that I came there with, right? And, yeah. and and I was like, I gotta ask some of these to one of the monks like who lives here and, and experiences this every day. And and so I was in the gift shop and then there was this monk sitting there and he seemed pretty open and stuff. And I just and then I just like I just asked him, I said, like, straight up just like, why do you why do you pray? <laughs> and then That's that, a Zen question. You you post a send question to him. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to go just straight to the the um, the uh, yeah, and 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 that opened up a very long dialogue for a couple of hours, and we ended up I don't know, getting a chair and like sitting with him, and and he was quite open to talking about uh, orthodox religion and and his perspective and things like this. And he's the one who talked about this saint who he visited and. and um, and ah, oh, where do we go in this this conversation? Okay, so so firstly, he I asked him also what is like what when you do this like what do you actually what does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? And and I think I think that kind of opened up actually like a cl- a cl- clarity from my perspective with Christianity that I didn't see for all my life before then, and because. In up to then, I thought I maybe like uh, this is uh, silly to say, but I thought that when you go to church and then you pray to Jesus or you you look at Jesus, you're you're praying to like this figure mm. of, of Jesus Christ Himself, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I thought that, and yeah. then and then I I, I realized that it's, it's not exactly that. And, mm-hmm. and that's after this conversation because he explained, okay, this is, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, and I, and I, I said, like, what? Okay, what is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit? Yeah. And he basically said, it's it's all God, in different in different parts of God, mm. um, the creation of God, the living of God, the uh, the God and everything. And and then I was like, oh, okay, like. And I, what I what I what I what I discovered in that conversation is that not it's not just that they're praying to Jesus Christ; they're praying to the godliness in Jesus Jesus Christ. Mm. They're praying to the the god like the godness in that. And so it's 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 like there's there's a it's not the actual figure of they're, they're praying to him because he is godly because mm. he had he was he was sent down from the heavens or. Uh, and so that's that's helping them come close to to God, and that and that's what he opened up about. Like, why do you, why do you, why do they pray? And they pray like to be to be close to God. You know, like so that's it's the, less they're less praying to Jesus, but they're more using him as a bridge to God. Yeah, exactly. It's like a middleman. Yeah, 
for godliness. That, that's how it seemed anyway. I can't say the, that's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the super fact or anything, but that's, and that for me was just like a bit of like a, an, uh, a revelation in a way of, uh, and like an opening to like, okay, like, so it's actually just this figure that there's, there's more to this. There's, mm. the, there's, there's this, and I, and I think that's in more or less like the experience was that these monks are like, going to the source of the link from from this world to God. And right. the way to get there is through through prayer for them. And through, through Jesus. I through guess. Jesus, through through chanting, through praying that the saints come there and and and, and guide them. And um and then he kind of started this and I asked him like what what advice would he give for someone who is wanting to find out more about about orthodox or about christianity and his and his words was um find the path you, where you are what's that find the path where you are yeah and and he, his words was actually experience that god is true first mm. and ask him through prayer to show you the path pray to him to find to, to guide you for the path or the trail or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I was like, wow, that's, that's some powerful, powerful stuff. And then I was like, what about if you know that God is true? What about if you're aware of that? Um, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't really, he kind of kept coming back to that. Um, and then he was also like, pray for other people that never pray for yourself. And he talked about something interesting was, you know, when in, in, in Buddhism, like you meditate and like, uh well you do a lot of other things but like it's a lot about like working with the mind and 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 things like this and and in christianity they as he explained it it was like um you you know you you can you can control your your passions and i was Mm. like what what on earth are passions and and from his words is like passions are your your literally your thoughts Mm. any thoughts your desires your greed your um yeah what wanting more wanting more women or all this kind of stuff uh and and so like only crazy people want more women i'm just gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) one is enough thank you one is one is one is more than enough (laughs) yeah so um that was interesting and 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 he and he said also like in that in with the women thing because they there's no women there right so like they, they they also when they become monks they renounce all relationships to mm. to anyone for their life and and he and he said it in his words was like they do that and they and they fast and they do these things not to not to show show off or not to show like that they but they should they do it to show like the brothers of the world that they that is possible mm. that you can you can do that um there is there is a path in that direction if you if you want it yeah and, and that's and that's what the what he said to me because he kept looking at me and he's kept like going why are you asking all these questions and then he's and then he kind of said to me like if you want this life the life of the the monk life or the the part this path then then you really got up then you if you really want it then you then you ask for it mm. but be, kind of be careful because if if you if you ask for it and god answers then you have this and then you get this feeling that he said and when you and he said when you get this feeling then you then you're called upon yeah and he said 99 percent of the monks that live there get this feeling and then they and then a few, like within a few years they become they renounce their life in society and become monks yeah so i was like okay <laughs> gotta be gotta be careful with uh be careful with that one um yeah it's yeah. easy to be enlightened on the mountain <laughs> yeah and that's and that's what I I didn't experience enlightenment on this trip, Tobin or everyone listening. But 
I I did experience the closest I've ever been to the idea of God or like and I, the, the closest I've ever felt like the presence of the holy like the the holy spirit um and there was this one moment when I was super in my like kind of this space of like searching I guess you could say and I stumbled across well, I was actually pointed in this direction from a monk to go to this cave built into the mountain where the first monk who came to Mount Athos lived when he arrived there. And there's, it's literally just like this tiny little building, literally a cave in, a, in, a, in, in the mountaintop. And um, and I got there and there's just the one chair and, there's, and then you just kind of crawl up into this cave thing. I was like, fuck, like this is how he was like living. <laughs> Um, and I, and I sat there and I was just like asking this question of like, okay, if God is there, like where, like, where are you? If God is true, if you are true, like reveal yourself. And I kept, I kept kind of like searching and just opening myself to this. And I, and I did like a prayer, prayer there or like a meditation kind of thing. And I tapped into like a, yeah, an energetic state, you could say, um, and I'm not sure exactly what happened in that moment, but I tell you what, like it, it literally, it did seem like the presence of God Himself was there in front of me, and it was almost like you could see it in the in that cave structure itself, like a, a something, a face or something, and in that moment, it was kind of like something, kind of this energy walking towards me, and and. It, it's hard not to to uh, shy away from that experience. It's hard not to say that that's not something. I don't know what if that's God or what it is, or if it's a saint coming there, or if it's a spirit, or what what it is. But that to me was some proof of the path and some proof of God is true, like this monk was suggesting to find first. Then the the only last question that you have to answer, Jonathan, is yeah. so does that mean are you gonna become a monk? <laughs> An orthodox monk. <laughs> um, well, I would say no for now. Because uh, no for now. <laughs> I've got I've got my responsibilities as a father yeah. to children, not not to the uh the, the Lord. Um but I did consider being christened after that experience, actually. Mm. Um and I'm not sure about that either. <clears throat> so that was my experience of the pilgrimage in Mount Athos. Wow. And, uh, what a trip. Yeah. What Maybe a trip. we'll come back to some more things when we in our next episode, when we other things come up. Maybe you'll be reminded of the things that you we didn't have time to this time around. You can Yeah. But I think I wanna leave on the note of um there's a there's a there was a layer in that, a spiritual layer that I've experienced in that trip being deepened or heightened, whatever you want to look at it through. That's awesome. And and that was that was clear in in a way that um, that was very clear. And and so. And that's um, why you went in the first place. That's why I went, and and it's just so crazy because then I'm back into day to day life now. And it's just like. That's just not that present. That's the next episode. The next episode, we talk about what's it like to be back in every. What's it like to come down from the mountain from, from the, the mountain? mountain. Yeah. yeah. Maybe we're gonna bring the mountain here. Bring the mountain to, to the everyday. <laughs> what do you think we're doing, Jonathan? What do you think this is all about? We're doing that now, and I'm just like, we need to like do. No, we need to, but like, I would love to, to create a space like a, a kind of like a temple space or something, or like a. Monastery of kind where people can congregate and. Uh, uh, I say that no one is further yeah. from God than people who go apart from His world to find Him. So I don't put much esteem in these monks, but <laughs> let's find peace in the marketplace instead. Peace in the marketplace, and at the same time, it's like sometimes experiencing these monks and that way of living and life does open up 
a spiritual channel and that and, and it did for me true in in more ways in christianity than i've experienced in my life and i've been to jerusalem i've been to uh some of the holiest other places in in, in the world as well so it's this this is something different yeah. Maybe I'll maybe go I was just day. ready for it in, in another way. I don't know. Maybe I'll go one day and see these people for myself. <laughs> I think you got to go in and 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 find your and find uh find find something find what you if that's what you're called upon. Yeah. But that that's 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 me sharing the Mount Athos trip. So um uh yeah, if you're inspired to go. And you're a guy. I, I completely uh, recommend going or finding your own pilgrimage with your own uh, religion or own spiritual path. And um, and if we, you're a woman, don't let shit like that stop you. Just break in and make them break in or find another pilgrimage. Like there's there's plenty of them around. Make them and, make uh, them recognize you. But I think I think the the thing with the pilgrimage is 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 walking the path. That's what that's literally what it is. Walking the trail. Yeah. And um, I really hope, and I think we hope that you you walk that path and find the trail, find your trail. And, yeah. and I think that's a big part of this podcast and this kind of thing we're doing is is kind of guiding people on that path, at least to find it and then to walk it. And, and there's, there's other people on that who you can call upon and, and, and um, be with in that in that space so and if you want a sign if you want to know that god is true or the path is true or whatever you can just ask for it or pray for it it will always come and then you will know but then you have to trust it when you do yeah yeah and not all of us is ready ready for that um it's amazing what happens when you ask for things it is actually you, you get them you get them Without asking, without expecting it to be there. You get it if you expect it too. Ask and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. That's in the Bible, baby. That is in the Bible, baby. (laughs) All right, Jonathan. Amen. 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 Yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. We'll see you on the trail. We'll see you on your path or on the trail. Yeah. You've been listening to The Conscious Caravan with Jonathan and Torbjörn. And if you are looking for help to live a more conscious life, you can reach out to one of us for a free therapy session where we can help you get from where you are now to where you want to be.